Welcome to the Soup Feet Podcast, episode 26 of season number three. We are back. I'm here by myself because uh, it's Sunday and people don't want to come <laughs> to the show. Um, yeah, my, my, my new co-host, uh, Jay Flatbush, he's, he has back issues, so he won't be here tonight. And uh, we was going to have uh, Danny Cortez, who's here, I think, episode 20. But, you know, he had something to do and he was going to unveil... The new piece he did for the show, but we we're, uh, we'll do that um, another episode. But anyway, we do have a guest. We have a, a wonderful artist over here. I went to his uh, space today, and it was amazing art. And it's so big, you can't bring it here. But it's amazing, and I will give people the links to see the art. Um, Jeff Henrique, correct, is here. Um, I'm glad I got your name right the first time. The last name. I, the first name, Jeff, is a uh, shoe in but If I had a nickel for every time somebody said Jeff Hernandez, I'm like, there's <laughs> no, even a D in that. my name, no, son. I didn't want to mess your name up. But, uh, no, you got it right. But thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having um, me, man. It's a pleasure. And as I said, you are an artist. Um, just give people a little background about you, your art, you know, what made you become an artist, just stuff like that. Uh, well... I've been an artist since I was like little. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, uh, I was like the, the the artist in the class, or or whatever. And uh, I got it from my father. My father was a billboard painter, like they do colossal, like colossal does out here. Mm-hmm. My father used to do that in like the forties, you mm-hmm. know, way 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 back in the day. And I picked it up. Uh, went to a tech school. Uh, they let me do my my first mural in the high school, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been doing murals since I was fifteen. And then I went from job to job to job, went to school, went to the Marine Corps, and did everything but art for a living mm-hmm. up until about maybe seven or eight years ago, mm-hmm. seven years ago, until mm-hmm. I finally was like, yo, I got I to gotta quit my job and just do the art because that's how, that's how I need to, to run the clock out, man. I don't want to do you know, something that I don't want to do and then be thinking, well, I could have and should have done this and mm-hmm. could have done that, but... Uh, as of today, I'm a full-time artist, and I I do I'm happy to say I do nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's and awesome, bro. I'm very happy about that. Very proud of you that. Yeah, because there's people like we were saying um, at at your space. You know, people that do both, like they just artists and they have a nine to five. Yeah, but you have that luxury of art is your only. You know, what I'm saying that that's your thing. Like, you well, know I, I I'll tell you, before it became uh, a luxury, I wouldn't call it a luxury because. Yeah. I I paid my dues, and when I tell you I paid my dues, I can show you the receipts, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. There was a time where I was eating every thirty six hours. If I had three dollars in my pocket, I would go to McDonald's and get something off the dollar menu. Uh, I was sleeping on the floor at my my boy's uh, art studio in Red Hook, uh, Marker Twenty Seven. He when nobody else was was dealing with me, mm. he was dealing with me. He was like, "Yo, I got you." And he knew, he knew that there was something that there was something uh, 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 just waiting to happen, and he was like, "Yo, just keep just keep pursuing it. It'll it'll come." 
keep pursuing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I had nothing, like now I stay close to everybody who wasn't messing with me when I, when I had, when I, nobody was calling me, mm-hmm. nobody knew who I was, nobody cared what I was doing. The people that stay with you during those times, those are the people that you stay close to when you, when you pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, uh, you know, him, his wife, Liza, the, the, the whole fam, I got some, some Boston fam, they, they, they helped me down. Mm-hmm. And, and like you were saying before, I think you made a good point too, how you saying you need the struggle to kind of get to that, to get to that certain point, like how you were saying, like you needed to go through that to get to where you're at now. I think so, because if you don't remember that struggle, you, 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 you tend to take things a little more for granted Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Right. Where at the end of the day, I'm selling a luxury. People don't need paintings to live, to survive. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you do it well enough that you can get the attention of, of, uh, of people that have the ability to sustain you, meaning like the art market, mm-hmm. the secondary market, the primary market, and people who have uh, money to, to support your work, it doesn't have to always be you have a main job and then you do what your passion is. Mm-hmm. So I did all of that already. I used to, I used to, I used to drive trucks. I was a school teacher. I was a bartender. I was in, a, I was in the Marine Corps. I was a, a, a piano mover. I was a, ta- a taxi driver. I did. I used to clean bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to. I used to. <laughs> I used to work at a supermarket. And I was in the parking lot collecting carriages to to put them away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you oh, and I was a waiter. I was I was a, a busboy. I was mm-hmm. a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I was a barista for a long time. So, it, it's it's important to have a sense of struggle to keep you humble, because you can't all of a sudden then you can't start drinking your own Kool Aid and, and thinking yeah. you're 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 the bomb. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna lose it. Yeah, and then right you'll be right back to where you started. Yep, yep. So, no, you're damn, damn sure right about that because we, we all, I think, you know, Josh included, everybody had some type of struggle where, you know what I'm saying, where I know I've slept on trains before and all types of nonsense. Mm. That's a whole nother story. Um, so what is, what is what is the inspiration for, like, because you have real, like, big pieces of art. So what's your inspiration for doing, like, most of your pieces? Well, um, What's interesting for me mm-hmm. a lot of times is I used to consider myself a portrait artist of the mundane mm-hmm. is what I used to what I used to call it. So it'd be pictures of like payphones or dumpsters and I would do portraits of those objects as opposed to like a still life or just a painting of an object. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was always interested in how these things would collect rust, how folks would tag them, put their stickers on them. And these things, you know, would be like almost like archaeological, like urban ar- urban archaeological finds yeah. right out in the open, you know. And uh, it started before that doing portraits of homeless people mm-hmm. and portraits of like people that uh, uh, society would ignore, right? Or uh, whoever would come off as like, uh, you know, just the the the, the ignored half. I wanted people to pay attention to things that they would otherwise ignore. And I started with homeless people, runaways, prostitutes, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I then I, that, that developed into uh, objects in the street. And the reason I switched from that is because I was doing some street photography in D.C. Mm-hmm. 
and there was his brother just laid out on the ground. I thought he was, honestly, I thought he was dead. Mm -hmm. And I pulled out my camera and I, and I leaned over him just like this. And when, he, and, and when my camera clicked, he heard it mm -hmm. and got up and started chasing me up the block. I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave these folks alone. Uh, I'm not going to mess with them no more. Uh, but it was, it was fascinating. It, it was interesting, you know, for that time. Mm -hmm. um, then eventually I, 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 uh, I moved to New York and I started with little paintings. It wasn't a jump off to big paintings. Right. It was like these little, you know, 10 by 12 mm -hmm. or whatever. And they, you know, slowly grew because I couldn't afford the large canvases. Mm -hmm. But um, today with the large pieces, the reason I'm, I'm making them large now is because I want to grab the attention of somebody. If you want to get the attention of someone in like, a, in, in, you know, you put the piece in the window, like they have like in Soho and such, mm -hmm. right? Those kind of pieces grab you from a distance. And so it, was, it, it became uh, imperative for me to do pieces that are going to grab people's attention from, from far away. Mm -hmm. And I did that a, a few times with the portraits as well. Um, and they're more fun to do. Mm -hmm. it's, a more it's a more dynamic sort of act to create something big for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you hang it, it's up and it's like it gives people a wow factor because, you, you know, you can't create art in a bubble, in a vacuum. I mean, you can, mm -hmm. but then who you making art for? You making art for just yourself, but you got to think about, you got to think about your living and you do have to think about moving inventory right? and getting folks to want to take your work home with them so that, you know, you can have a living. People can talk about your work. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and, and just making big pieces is just, is just fun for me, man. Yeah. Looking at this big giant thing that's bigger than you, yeah. you know? <laughs> Some of these pieces are huge, man. You let it consume you and you yeah. become, you know, you become almost subject to your own work. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy when, you, when I'm staring at this portrait, whichever portrait I, I'm painting at the time, and I'm looking at this big giant thing. And I did a portrait of Billie Holiday mm -hmm. recently. And the thing is 12 feet by 12 feet. Mm. Right now, when I finished it and assembled it, and I'm looking at this thing, and I'm looking up at this giant woman that I painted. She's she's like looking at me. I'm looking at her, and it's an it's a it's a mind blow to think that you created that with your own two hands, mm -hmm. and it's gonna live forever, and it's looking at you, <laughs> and you're just like yo. Sometimes I, I catch myself in like a moment of, like I, I freeze in front of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But making giant pieces like that is very satisfying because you create something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, I also know you do um, murals. Like what are some of the best ones you did like in, in, your, in your art career? Like I know you did some in the city. You've probably done some uh, personal ones for people, I guess. Well, my my favorite piece yeah. that I did recently mm -hmm. was in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's a piece called The Artist. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a portrait of my 15-year-old niece, mm -hmm. my great niece actually. Yeah. Um and she's dressed in like a sort of like a Renaissance nobility clothing mm -hmm. where they got the accordion collar, right? And she's got the nice gold stitch mm -hmm. and everything and she looks like she comes from a place of uh, let me see, like a higher caste, right? Mm -hmm. Which during that time was 
really unheard of mm-hmm. for uh, for people of color. And so what I did is I painted her with this big, beautiful, giant afro, right? Mm. Now this girl is, she's Dominican, she's black, and she's Lebanese. She's just stunning girl. What a mix. Yo, she's, <laughs> she's, she's beautiful, right? What a mix. So what I did is, let me see, I, I should pull, pull it up on my phone. Mm-hmm. So my favorite piece of all time is that one mm-hmm. that I did of her there. See? Oh, wow. And it's on Worthington Street. So I designed it with the word worthy because it's Worthington Street right there. And she has a painter's palette like they did during the Renaissance, the, like in the artist studio. And let me show you. she's got... Even uh, uh, Yeah. She's got a painter's palette, right? Yeah. A painter's palette and spray and a spray can. And behind her is all the graph that she did. That's and so that, that's my favorite piece ever as far as murals go. How long did it take you to do that? Bro, that thing was insane. <laughs> Yo, they were su- they, thank you, man. Yo. They were supposed to... Yeah, look, that's just a video, but that's a close-up of the face. Wow. Right? Wowzers. They were supposed to give me seven days to do it. Okay? Then it turns out that the owner uh, of, the, of uh, a new business on the first floor was having an opening two days before I was supposed to finish it. So that cut my production down to five days. Then when I finally got there, some of the paint hadn't arrived. Some of the, uh, like the, there was equipment failures and there were two rain delays. Mm-hmm. So if you, if, to consolidate all of the time, including you know, all the problems that I had, mm-hmm. it was four days of production. So I painted that whole thing in four days. I still can't, I'm still just like, you did that in four in days? In four days. Jesus Christ. In four days. But I was excited doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and then of course, then of course, there's the mural that I'm mostly known for, which is the Prodigy mural. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a wild week. It was a crazy week. Yeah. And uh I was it's funny, I was actually doing when I got asked to 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 to, to do that, right. I was painting another mural of my niece. It was the it was the first mural that I had done of my niece when right. she was like six years old. Mm-hmm. She's fifteen here, so I've been doing murals of my niece yeah, like just I, growing yeah, up. Growing up, yeah. Right. Um, and it wasn't really uh, full prodigy from the jump. I was supposed to go to my boy Eli. We were supposed to go to uh, this this bridge near near in, in some a bridge in Queens somewhere, I, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, for a project for some for somebody. Right. And then right around that time. P had passed away, and he was like, yo, skip that. Let's do this instead. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. So we went over some, you know, some stuff, and we're like, okay, we're going to go with this image. And he found a wall directly across the street from the Queens Bridge, Queens Bridge houses. Mm-hmm. Got permission from the, from the church or whatever because they owned the building. Right. Um, and then we just we did it. We did it in like, uh, that took six, like five, six days. Mm. And, but then, um, then, something, then something happened where you had to do it again or something like that? Yep. So after I finished after I finished the mural, right. I get a a text message mm-hmm. at like 6:30 a.m. the following day mm-hmm. from Rafael Gonzalez, mm-hmm. a, a very good uh, a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh he sent me a picture with the mural and it's covered in white paint. And I'm like, "Oh, I was like, okay, who in the world could have done this, first of all? Exactly. 
and and everyone's speculating like who could have been was it a, some some hips to somebody or some who knows who first of all there's no hip, there's no hipsters over there mm-hmm. second of all hipsters are harmless people they don't they don't you know I've I've never known of a of, of hipsters to be ragging mirrors or I never, mirrors, I never know of a hardcore hipster period uh, right <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, before I even knew who was responsible I said well. I can't just let it slide. I got to go back and do mm. and fix it, mm. and, you know, redo it. Mm. So I went, collected paint, went back to the wall, and I repainted the whole thing in like 13 hours because it wasn't a from scratch. I just had to repair parts that were messed up. Mm, okay. right? So I was able to, to do it, and I finished it at like 3 in the morning that, that fo- the following morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the wildest experience because we had people like that whole block was full of people mm-hmm. for the, almost the entire time. It didn't die down probably till like 11 when folks went home, but we had, uh, I had DJ hot day show up mm-hmm. and he, he turned his lights on from f- with his truck mm-hmm. so that I could see cause there wasn't enough lights in the street mm-hmm. and another car pulled up and turned his lights on so I could see the wall mm-hmm. and it was the, it, I mean, who else came? I think Nori came and then Frankie Cutlass came or mm-hmm. some other people came. Uh, but before that, once I started the repair, it was like, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I got confronted by the guy who was responsible for it. Really? Yeah. And he said, look, man, you got to stop painting this mural right now. Because my, my person over in this location says, we don't want that mural there. He's not even from here. He's from Hempstead. Mm. I said, well, you know, that's not, that's not on me. Mm. I said, I have to finish this. I said, I'm going to finish this mural one way or the other. And then we, we went back and forth for like, yo, it felt like, I, it felt like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in Heat, man. Like we just, we're looking at each other like real serious. Right, like, yo, right, right. I, he, he's like, I'm going to do what I got to do. I said, well, I'm going to do what I got to do. Exactly. Uh, and he's telling me, you know, who he is and this and that. He was getting ready to tell me who the person was. And I said, listen, I don't want to hear no names right now. Right. Don't, tell me, don't tell me your name. I don't want to know the dude's name. Just, I'm going to do, what, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to finish it. And when I'm done with it, mm-hmm. I'm going to cover it with a concrete sealer. So you, you can't do it's it. not going to yeah. really, really be gone. Right. And he was like, all right, I'll be back. Yeah. And, I, and I believed him. Right. I I was expecting him to return mm-hmm. with his with his you know his mm-hmm. goons mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and they don't fight; they shoot. Right. So I was prepared that day mm-hmm. while I'm standing on the scaffold as I'm spray painting. I'm thinking, okay, a couple of moments of eerie silence would wash over the scene, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna keep spray painting this dude's face. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting for my brains to land on the wall, and that will be the lights out for me that day. I was expecting to die that day. Mm. But I was like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out like this. But luckily for me, either there was too many people out mm-hmm. or he just was like, had a, he had a different plan. Mm-hmm. So I finished the mural. Um, and I think in those two days, I picked up, it was like 6,000 followers that mm-hmm. I got in like two days, man, right. three days. Right. I think I was the most famous artist in the world for like, for like <laughs> maybe four or five days. Right. Uh, but then it rode, it, rode for, it rode for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Then they came back again and hit it with red paint. 
and this was and they were like yo this is gang related or something to that effect i still don't even know for sure i still don't even i don't know for sure i don't care mm. the point was that i that i came back and finished it the mm-hmm. politics the hood politics between prodigy and mob deep and whoever whoever they were mm-hmm. mad at each other about this or whatever right uh I stayed away from that entirely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it was wild. I got requests to go to Chile and do a prodigy. I got nice. requests to go to Australia to do a prodigy. I got, right. you know, Texas. I was like, I don't want to be the prodigy guy, man. Mm-hmm. Even in Hempstead, the, the school folks called me and was like, yo, he went to school here or whatever it is, we want you to do a piece here. I said, if I, if I paint this brother a third time, mm-hmm. I'm going to be known as the prodigy guy. And I'm gonna be exhausted from just painting the same thing over and over again. I'm gonna right. therapy after this. Right. So you were good with those. Two, I was good with those, those two, man. Two, I proved my yeah. point already. Right. The two you did, yeah. So the church, when they saw that, they they got scared. They were like, "Look, if 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 he comes and paints this a third time, it's gonna be some real problems." Right. So they they buffed it, and it's still there. Oh, it's still there. We covered it in a material that I think it's the marine. The marine varnish that goes under boats, right? That's meant to, to that's meant to like withstand salt and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you go back there and hit it with a power washer, it'll come back out. You won't <laughs> see it again. So, out of the ashes, man. It rises. Who knows? Maybe the ten year anniversary. Hey, May, maybe I'm not going to do it because <laughs> I think you're done for that. Hey, you know what? I, I'm happy that it. I'm I'm happy that. Not not that it got buffed, but that it went down. That that, that kind of drama was going to go down. That it went down the way it did, mm. because I, I I I proved my point. Right. So, I took a different type of I took a different type of approach to it, and all the hood politics action and that whole other group of people they they did what they felt they had to do. Because now they're happy because the mirror was gone, right? Mm. I'm happy because I I got a little bit of pub behind it. Right. Uh, got a nice follower bump, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of love from the hood. Mm-hmm. And the hood love was strong. Right. You know? Uh, and I was completely proud of that. So I don't have no, I don't have a single regret behind the Prodigy mural. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nas even mentioned it in his track. Mm-hmm. He's a, a track called Hood, called just that Hood, hood Politics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I was geek for like yeah. a month after I heard that man. I was like, "Yo, they put my mural in the in his track, man!" Like, uh, that's crazy. that's that's history book yeah, status right there. That goes to show you, like that whole process, like you said. I guess, like you always say, you had to you had to go through it. You know, like yeah, you got to take your lumps. But yeah, you had to go through it. You got to take your lumps. You can't be fully successful and really appreciate the value of what you're doing, mm-hmm. and then try to formulate some kind of longevity. If it was handed to you, right. So, I, I I tend to be more partial to folks that struggle before they get to to where they're at, rather mm-hmm. than somebody who just you know, just sort of easily stepped into the position that they're in. Right. Um, and the 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 art game is not an easy game to be successful at. Mm-hmm. You, you got to you got to put in your time. Um, and the reason I the the, the that's that's the reason I do realism. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want nobody to argue with me or discuss with me whether or not I'm a good painter, number one, mm-hmm. whether I have artistic vision, number two, mm-hmm. or, or whether you can, or whether I have, whether or not I've earned the 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 the, the title artist. Because it, you know anybody can throw something on a canvas and do whatever and call it something, mm-hmm. but really, 
where's your process at? Right. Where, where, what's your what are your steps to get to to, to where you're going with it? Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks are lacking that that element, that content. You know, so that's uh, that's why I got into into realism. But it first jumped off with Bushwick Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, once I finally got, you know, I, I was going door to door, getting the door slammed in my face. Like, look, let me just paint something for you for free. I'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was walking all, all around Brooklyn and people are saying, no, you can't do a piece here. No, you can't do a piece there. I'm like, I've got a college degree. Please let me paint something on your wall. They're like, no, nah, we don't care. And uh, finally, uh, I think it was um, Covert Coffee. They gave mm-hmm. me an opportunity to do a little sliver of a, of a wall. Nice. I was mad excited, right? I did the piece. I think it was like maybe two or three days. Um, then I, I collected that in the portfolio, and then I went somewhere else and did a did a freebie. And then uh, finally, I bumped into uh, Joe from Bushwick Collective, mm-hmm. and I got with him. He saw my 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 paintings because mm. I had emailed him before, and he was like, "Yo, I don't I don't show photography. I go, I'm not a photographer. I'm a painter." And he was like, it's like, yo, come show your stuff at the 10th anniversary, uh, you know, uh, uh, your Collective Art Show, mm-hmm. right down the street from where I was living. I said, bet, brought my paintings down. And that was like the key, the key moment as far as murals go, mm-hmm. where I, I started to really go nuts. Because then I would, you know, I started doing pieces for Busher Collective and uh, I, did the, I did a couple of block party joints. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Then I started to build the reputation, and and that's from where um, after that was when I did the the, the prodigy mural. Mm-hmm. But um, from there, I started doing more murals, and then people started paying me for my own designs eventually. Right, and you know, like I believed, but it was I knew it was gonna take me some time before I can get my friggin' foot all the way in the door. Mm-hmm. But you need someone to back you. Right. So someone like Joe, you know, being like, yeah, you know, this this guy's good to go. I ended up going to Paris to uh, to rock a piece out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was through a connection that he had. And we, you know, stayed at this really cool dude's house. And he was a muralist, too. Um, and it was it was great. And then, I mean, I've been to, to Canada mm-hmm. uh, to do uh, some work out there and. I did a I did a piece in Miami for Bushwick Collective of my niece also. Oh nice. Um so and I and my uh my work took me to Wisconsin and I did two murals out there. Mm-hmm. Gi- gigantic murals and a restaurant. Mm. And it's it was it's all just art on walls. So you know fortunately through that whole struggle but you got to really you got to eat the rejection. Mm-hmm. You got to really just be prepared for people to say no to you, to tell you, you know, people going to give you the third, man. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, I don't know this dude. I don't want him to paint on my walls and all this. And you just got to be prepared to deal with that right. and just persevere and let it, let it, you know, do what you got to do. And eventually someone will give you the green light if you're hungry enough. Mm-hmm. And I was hungry enough, not just because I want to do the art, because I had been hungry, period. Right. <laughs> That's a fact. I was hungry, man. period, man. I'm like, look, I, I've been hungry before. Let, let's let's do this thing. He said he could tell you about that dollar menu, boy. 
Hell yeah, man. Apple pies, <laughs> McChickens. Yo, McChickens. Yeah. Yo, thank you, McDonald's, for holding me down, McChickens. I used to get the McChicken with the cheese, man. Put the cheese on there. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I Lettuce mean, and mayonnaise. That yeah, was That's what it came it. with. I couldn't even afford the extra cheese, bro. <laughs> but um, but now, um, so now you have like private clients who, you know, buy your stuff. Um, and yeah. we were talking about it at, at your space, too. Um, so how does it how is it different to now you having private clients and like deadlines and stuff like that as opposed to you know you were doing to me you were doing like a lot of freelance I guess before you got into like the yeah yeah the, the private cli- all client all of it was fr- well, yeah like ninety percent of it was uh, was freelance because um, basically like I was doing sign painting as well like mm-hmm, I would do the company mm-hmm. logos on everybody's right. place uh, what is it the cider house in Bushwick I did their sign out front. Um, this place called the Well. They uh-huh. they they closed down because of the pandemic. I did a bunch of murals in there, and I did right. all their signage. Right. Um, so that was some of the freelance work, but I mean, like, well, what's the difference? Like, now you have like a client who's like, okay, you got to make this for me, and this is the time frame. And <laughs> well, it's not so much a cl- a typical client per uh-huh. se. This man is a collector, right? And it's funny how I met this dude, man. It was right when the pandemic jumped off, and I was supposed to go to Wisconsin mm. to uh, to complete a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right, my first my first front to back interior restaurant design, mm. the whole shebango. Uh, it was a re- really nice gig, and I was supposed to go out in March of of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Everything got shut down, and I lost eleven grand that month. Oof! Doing what? Uh, work on the restaurant. Wow! Because you know you gotta you gotta they gotta pay you to do the design work. Mm-hmm. You gotta do edits. You gotta do drafts. You gotta do mock-ups, and all of that takes takes time. So you put that in the budget. Right. And I'm like, yo, what am I gonna do? Now check this out. So you know you follow a hashtag on Instagram, and your uh you follow the hat you follow the hashtag, mm. and something from the post shows up on your feed. Right. Right, so this contest popped up, and it was like, okay, you do, we're, we're we're doing this contest. You enter your artwork into this uh into this inbox, and if we like it, mm-hmm. we'll we'll do like a a, a it was like a what, what, what was it? How to go? Oh, you do a sports a New York sports team of your choosing. Mm-hmm. We'll pay you. X amount of money, you do the uh, uh, you. We'll, we'll pay you this much for the hat and the materials, and we'll pay you what was it, five hundred bucks to do the hat. We'll take the hat, mm-hmm. we'll send it over here, and we'll auction off the charity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when I uh, I sent in, you know, it was not a, mo- it wasn't a lot of money, but you know, screw it, I'll take this opportunity. I sent in my 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 artwork. Mm-hmm. The guy said congratulations. He gives me the money. I start doing the hat, and he's like, wait a minute. Let's do something else here, because I'm just looking at my paintings. Like you, you know, paint you rather unusually. Mm. You know, uh, 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 I, you know, I don't see a lot of work like this. You know, very often. And he offers me a series of commissions. He's like, I'm a collector. This is what I do. He's dropping some names. Mm. And, you know, and at first I don't trust. I don't trust anybody. Right, right, right. Off the jump like that. Right. Uh, until the check clears. <laughs> right. So, little by little. I'm developing some trust with this man, mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out that this dude is a gangster. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know how old he is. I think he's like sixty, 
something. He's covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he lives in Thailand. The name is Dave. Uh, and he's just a Jew from the Lower East Side. The, one of the coolest dudes I've seen in my life, never met, n- never mind just that, that I've met before. Mm-hmm. So he decides to commission me for like these ginormous paintings. And he's paying for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, this just came from the pandemic. Uh, it's shutting everything down. And, I, and this opportunity to, you know, presented itself. And so I ran with it. Mm-hmm. And it got me to where I'm at now because I'm, I'm actually he's challenging me to paint uh, 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 new, in, new things in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's like a collaboration. Right. Uh, but I tell you, it's not that different other than the physical logistics mm-hmm. because you still have a goal. You have to execute it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And you can't let the person who's backing you, you can't let them down mm-hmm. because they'll, you know, you don't, you just don't want that to ever happen because mm-hmm. your integrity is on the line. Right. But it was, it's been an, an incredible experience because I don't, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Mm. You know what I mean, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's an incredible journey, man. Mm-hmm. But having like a, like a collector back, back me like that, feels like nothing. I couldn't even describe it mm-hmm. because I'm still crumb snatcher from the hood. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know. So right. I'm just looking. I'm even though I'm, even though things are good, I'm still proverbially looking over my shoulder because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I still have the hood mentality. Yeah, because you even told me about, you know, there's a two-year wait list to get stuff I'm, <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> very fortunate right now because to get a painting from me, you're going to wait about two years, and then you have to book me now to get the rate for today, for now. Mm-hmm. And then if you wait a year, I got to charge you next year's price. You wait two years, it's I got to charge you it's up. the price for two years from now. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's, it's great. But mm-hmm. then... What's diff- one of the things that's really different is that you start dealing with different types of people. Right. You're not just dealing with folks that, you know, they recognize you, they want to get something nice from you, mm-hmm. but they ain't really got the bread. Right. And then, you know, I paid those dudes where I was dealing with folks who they want to get as much f- with, for their money as they can, and you cannot blame them for that. Right. You know, you just have to let them, you, you just got to deal with it. And just and make the work and try to be sweet to everybody in the street, so that they'll 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 talk about you. And everything isn't going to go perfectly. Mm-hmm. There's some some you you it's going to be some crash and burns, right? Which I've had, but um, at the end of the day, uh, now I'm working with people who are just like w- more serious art lover types, mm-hmm. the type of folks that they just want the art, right? They don't blink at your price. Mm-hmm. You don't gouge them, you be honest with it, mm-hmm. but they don't blink at your price. So then you start to, you know, first you're working here for a while, then you <clears throat> you climb that little bit and then you stay there for a while and you work that next level and you stay there for a while and you keep building the audience of folks that want to see your work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the further you go, the less discussion, the, the further I go, the less I have to discuss my rates and mm-hmm. my prices. Yeah, it gets to the point where you don't even have to discuss it. It's just like, this is the price. The best, pr- the best <clears throat> way is when you have somebody doing it on your behalf. Mm-hmm. When somebody is speaking for you, uh, it, 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 it changes things a lot because there's, it's like a chess game. You got 
all the pawns in the front. Mm-hmm. Then you got all your lieutenants and, and, you know, special soldiers in front of you. Then you got your queen next to you. And you got to go through all of them before you can have access to the king. Mm. So I'm still in the process of building my team. And eventually I'll have like a publicist. Eventually I'll have like a... a a dealer or somebody who's gonna mm-hmm. work that for me. So before I even see the customer, they've been or the client, they've been vetted. You know, there's there's a lot of questions that I no longer have to ask mm-hmm. anymore. Even if like if you get your stuff put in like say like a um, auction house or something like that, then they would just they would be like the middleman to you, like right? Um, or, or like if it's on display somewhere, I'm not sh- I'm not really sure. Yeah. I just know that in order for you to get to an auction house, yeah, someone has to speak on your behalf. Yeah. And you, you're not just going to show up with a painting and they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a channel. There's a series of channels with, with people that are already connected to that world right. that are going to pull you in and say, listen, and they speak on your behalf. Mm-hmm. But listen, this is Jeff Henriquez. We're going to put his stuff here on auction and so on and so on and so on. Um, like Danny. Yeah. Danny is going to go to the big time. And I'm so happy for him. What's up, Danny? What's up? What's up, D? <laughs> Cortez, what's good? But um, uh, yeah, man. So that that whole thing has changed, and so when when that changes, your approach changes, even your your verbal communication changes, your language changes. Mm-hmm. It 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 you know you 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 polish it, you know you stop using certain words like price. Mm-hmm. You use, you know, uh, you don't use words like payments. So you say things like installments. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, installments are good. It's yeah, I love a good installment. <laughs> I got a good installment I, I got plan. Two, three, four installments that are coming from you know from from this lovely individual. Nice. I got two or three installments coming from this lovely person who is a big fan of my work. Steady income. And and you have to kiss the ground in gratitude. Mm-hmm. It is the number one thing. If I got to tell anybody watching. Mm-hmm. Be grateful. Mm-hmm. Be yo. You have to live in gratitude and be and be thankful for every crumb that lands on your table. Be humble and be humble. Do not drink your own lemonade because mm-hmm. that shit's gonna taste sour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. Uh, and you have to be generous in return. Mm-hmm. Like I don't give money anymore, but I'll give food. Yeah. I'll I'll buy ten pies for a for a group of homeless folks if 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 I if I see them there and they want food. Mm-hmm. So whatever I have, I try to give and just give back as much as I as much as I can. Mm. Um, and the universe likes that, man. Yeah. Did you uh, have you thought about getting into um, NFTs and all that stuff? You know, I have, but it's such an abstract world to me right now. Yeah. With all the work that I have in front of me, and I mean, it, I don't really need to think about it. Right. But if if someone came and said, "Okay, listen, we'll, you know." You create the artwork, we'll create the NFT, and we'll handle the rest. Then I would absolutely consider it. Yeah, because I mean, I'm all I'm seeing is like these, like not not even big artists, just artists in general, making these NFTs and like they'd be like a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars. Like. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. The 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 whole trick. One of the tricks behind that is, uh, is tax breaks, man. Yeah, yeah. They're they're trying to push all that extra money in another direction so that they don't have to give it to the government mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah. Now, some corporations or or individuals, they'll buy art instead of paying taxes, 
and then they have some game that they play, charitable donations or contributions or whatever it is, and they end up actually making money mm-hmm. behind however they work that that uh, carefully crafted system. Yeah, I mean, the whole crypto thing was is new to me, but I'm actually starting to get into it. So it's, it's a fun place, but like you said, it's a... Uh it can help your taxes if you do it right. Yeah. So the you know these these kids that that they have too much money. Yeah. They're like, yo, if the government hits me up for this, I'm gonna have to pay X, Y, and Z. Why not just pay half of that in a form of an NFT? Mm-hmm. Then build up the hype on, you know, in the the stock world. Yeah. But it, it, for me, it's just not like a tangible thing. Well, that's what you was like me at first until somebody kind of like like hit me over the head and was like look 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 at this and you know i started buying bitcoins and how's that working for you oh it's beautiful bro oh yeah it's beautiful i I think i just got the hammer upside the head you know what i'm saying get you like a coinbase account and just like you could just start with literally ten dollars and just and then they teach you how to coinbase and crypto and then they the crazy thing about it is they will um they give these little quizzes and then you pass the quiz and they give you more crypto so it's like yeah it's it's crazy you bro. take a quiz and they give you crypto yeah they give you they give you money see man much. see that's why i ain't gonna <laughs> mess with no crypto you know man what, what kind of nonsense is that I'm i don't telling I just you. don't i just don't I'm trust telling you, none bro. of that i mean Jack. listen i'm i'm active in the stock market but i have actually chilled out with the stocks and been doing crypto for the past couple of weeks it's been awesome bro i've been making money like and crazy. The, for the past couple of weeks you said yeah it's been only i've only started like two weeks but it's been awesome because I was a stock guy. Like, I was investing in this and in that and okay. AMCs and all of that until somebody hit me with the crypto and I, you know, I downloaded the Coinbase app. I trust none of it. Now, I'm telling you, bro. It's, <laughs> you may not trust it, but <laughs> it's looking good on my portfolio. It don't portfolio. mean it's not working, yeah. It's looking good on my portfolio. Yeah, I hear you, man. No, but, I, um, I, I've thought about it. I've seen, uh, I think it was the artist Human mm-hmm. did a ri- ridiculous, beautiful piece. Yeah. Uh, that was an NFT, uh, mm-hmm. and it was you know seeing it animated was was really mm-hmm. something else. Um, but I have I have no clue as far as you, bro. how to how to how to create an NFT. Don't worry, bro. I send animated I, NFT. I, I, I show, I'll send you the info, bro. You see what I mean? Because not, uh, what is it like a like a yellow yellow pages thick ass book of information? Nah, it's really it's really. It's really simple because uh, I was I was telling I was asking Danny the same thing when I had Danny on, and I was like, dude, like I know you're making all these miniatures, but but what's next? And then mm. I'm telling you, the NFT thing is, I think every artist needs to get into it because it's like it's just it's easy money for you guys. You guys are so I, creative. Because I'm I'm definitely down to to do it, mm-hmm. but I still need convincing in the intrinsic sense. Like, you know, I get that it works that way. You know, in 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 Chinese, as far as I'm concerned, because I don't understand that mm-hmm. that uh, behind the scenes part of it. But for me, like I'm a technic I'm a technical tactile person. I gotta understand things in those terms. Mm-hmm. You know, logistically. So if if I could get a good breakdown where I can wrap my two or three brain cells that I have left around all of that, mm-hmm. then I can then I can see where my path is. And I can follow that, mm-hmm. but definitely like walking into a cloud of smoke and not knowing what direction to go. That's what that's where that's what it feels like to me right now. 
Like, like think about it. Um, our, our new mayor is gonna his first two checks are gonna be paid in uh, Bitcoin. He's getting paid in Bitcoin, and then there's I think next week is gonna be a um a New York City coin that's Lord coming have out. Mercy. Yo, bro, I'm telling you, I'm on it, bro. Man. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm I don't on even, it. I, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I, I'm, but you know what? I, I like the idea of the of the app, the Bitcoin app, Coinbase, the, Coinbase, yeah, app. Yeah. You just put in a little bit of money at a time or something. A little bit of money. Yeah. Okay, we we should. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> what you want? Yeah, son? I'm not dropping ten grand on you know nah, just you out of blue. Bro. Like okay, you now you gotta wait three grand. years. You can start with twenty, ten, even five, depending on you. I'm telling you. And you'll just see it growing. You'll be like, oh, wow. Okay. Let me put 20 on there. Let me put I, 40. I, I got $5. I'll see. There you go. Okay. So. I'm with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we Just gonna, as long as I don't feel like I'm jumping off a cliff and with this big investment. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, my oh, God. What's nah, going to happen? Oh, no. Nah, we will, nah, we wouldn't let you jump off the cliff, bro. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not yet. But. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll yeah. make sure I got a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to wrap this one. This is this show up. Um, so before we end. So what are your uh, what are your things that you got planned for next year? Because we we're about a month away from New Year's, so like as far as like are you are you gonna do a show? I yeah. Mean, so Danny and I, because we we discuss a lot of, I mean we um we we have similar subject matter mm-hmm. in some of our work, mm-hmm. and so um, the opportunity presented itself for us to utilize this big beautiful space um, in Queens mm-hmm. to do an installation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my good friend Batel, I Batel, mm-hmm. talk about you now. Mm-hmm. Um, she offered us uh, a space in Queens, a huge installations, uh, film, um, obviously the artwork and things. And so we're working on trying to figure out what logistically how we can put that together and you know in a timely way. Mm-hmm. But the I think the big jump off for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from what I'm doing with the collector, is uh, to do an exhibit that's going to be a nice dovetail between the miniatures mm. and the l- super large scale paintings of you know the same type of uh, the, the same subject matter. Oh, um, and I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty dope. Nice, nice. Okay, okay, yeah, man. Wow. Okay. So, where can they find you on the internets? If on you the, want to be found on the internet, they can find me uh, on Instagram at Jeff Henriquez Art underscore. That's J E F F H E N R I Q U E Z Art underscore. Oh, see, I go hope y'all can spell. Um, <laughs> y'all can find me on Instagram, Polo Parata, Sufi Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, uh, Patreon. If if you sign up for the Patreon, it's only five dollars. You'll get this episode tonight. Um, other than that, you have to wait till tomorrow. Um, YouTube, we'll have the YouTube video out tomorrow at 12 o'clock sharp. Um, Jeff, thank you for coming. Bro, thank you for having you know, me, man. Hopefully you can come you. on again, you know, anytime. Ne- next Just time we'll, we'll, we'll bring a, a mural or something. We'll try to figure it out. But, uh, Hey, whatever works, man. We now, can make it do, what I do for the video is I'll ask, I'll, I'll take some of the photos from your Instagram and yeah throw it on the video so they can see you know some of the art you got because you got a lot of good stuff thank you yeah you know what i'm saying um thanks and i want to thank you guys for supporting the youtube we are 240,000 views strong this year um it's been phenomenal uh thank you for everybody that's supporting 
even the followers we're up to um 340 something so yeah thank you guys keep on watching um i'll keep on throwing out the content uh we'll be back next week with another guest another artiste um and hopefully jay will be back because he said his you know his back is fucked up so um yeah shout out kess shout out ribs uh they detour g-a-k um yeah we're out of here see you guys next week ciao I can tell them about hoes gonna be hoes, hoes just